Welcome into the Jaguars broadcast week in review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you and today is Friday, August 21st and we are deep into training camp now so there's plenty to cover including Pete Briscoe's thoughts about Doug Marone this training camp. Bucky Brooks makes his Jaguars broadcast debut and we'll hear the best of media availability from the past week including Dave Caldwell crushing trade rumors. Let's start with head coach Doug Marone's press availability Monday, where he discussed the importance of the week ahead in training camp and how the safety and health protocols continue. Today's the first day of pads. You know, I talked to the players. Um, you know, everything's a ramping up type period. So, you know, my goal is, hey, we want to get used to it. We want don't want to see people on the ground. We don't want to be leaving our feet. Um, you know, we have... You know, you'll see today, well, you know, the one-on-one O-line, D-line is going to be a highly competitive period. Uh, obviously, they're all competitive, but some some, some areas it's safety first. So, um, you know, we, we're just going to work our way into uh, getting ourselves into those, um, you know, those type of drills to, to where, you know, we can see if someone has the ability to play or not. And uh, we have a lot of time left for that. So, you know, we just want to get out there. It's, it's uh, restricted, you know, as far as time-wise. Um, 90 minutes is what we're allowed on the field. Um, I think that's, um, I think that's, 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 I really like the way it's going, you know, as far as the buildup and, and the time. And, and I think it's really helpful for our players, um, you know, as we get ourselves, you know, ready to go. Uh, the other thing that came out, obviously, the, the PA in the league, that they're going to continue testing. Um, I think from getting a feel for, you know, the players and, 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 and the coaches and including myself. Um, I think there's a, a comfort level in that. I think that that's, uh, that was a good thing. It's one that, uh, I think that, you know, we all embrace and I haven't heard any, any negative talk about that of, um, you know, when it comes to doing things to try to keep, keep us all safe. More from Marone coming up later from the Doug Marone Show, where he discusses how the first-round picks and the entire draft class have performed so far early in training camp. Monday night was our first Monday Jaguars happy hour, and you know what that means. The triumphant return of CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco and pride of the Jaguars left tackle Tony Vaselli. Prisco has noticed a bit of a difference in Marone's demeanor. A lot of a lot of balls in the air right now to juggle for Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell. Yeah, it's a challenge. It was going to be a challenge. The young team, a coaching staff that had some changes, uh, a coach that came back. Some people thought he wasn't going to come back, and so there were going to be challenges. Uh, and now I think there's even more. They didn't, you know, you don't expect guys to opt out like Al Woods and, uh, you know, who knew there was going to be a pandemic and Rodney Gunter situation. So on and on it goes. And it's more of a challenge for Doug Marone. I'll tell you, we, I had him on my show last week and he seems as loose as I've ever seen him. Almost like he feels free. Maybe he's free of Tom Coughlin, but he feels free. <laughs> and he seemed that way. He, he, he looks better. He lost a bunch of weight. He looks thin, looks healthy, looks, seemed like he had a good approach. So we'll see. But it's a challenge. Let's be honest. This is a rebuilding year. Uh, yeah. And I think um, I agree with all the things you said. The interesting thing you bring up is a rebuilding year. That's hard to sell and get people excited when you say well, it's a rebuilding year after coming off seasons of, what, five and six wins in back-to-back -back years. And, I, and that's the difficult 
you know, kind of task that I think Dave and Doug have right now is because the last thing anyone wants to hear is that it's rebuilding. And, you know, I think one of the reasons that, as we were explained before the pandemic, that uh, Dave and Doug were... <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sneezing. Sorry. Bless you. Wow. Oh. I came, out, I came wow. out of nowhere. Um, um, have your assistant bring you a tissue, too. That'd be yeah, great. I need oh, some yeah. Tissue, please. Tissue. Um, but one of the uh, reasons that Dave and Doug came or were stayed and retained is because it gave them the best chance. Excuse me. Oh this, God. this guy. Give this guy a Claritin. Uh, I don't even know how to stop. It's like there's no cough button or anything in this world that we live in right now. Um, sorry, that's Give very me one more, please. <laughs> they come in three. They do, but you know what I'm saying. But that, wasn't that one of the reasons that because that they kept kept Doug and Dave because it gave them the best chance with a young quarterback, young team to win this year and to compete for the division, compete for the playoffs. And so I think, Pete, a lot of people don't like when you say, well, this is a rebuilding year, and it's difficult. Well, it is, I mean, the facts are the facts. Look at the roster. Look at the young guys that are going to be forced to play. The quarterback's a young guy. I, I just don't see how it's anything but. Now, they might be more competitive in games than we're going to give them credit for, particularly if the quarterback's better than you know he was last year. But again, on the surface, it looks like a rebuild. Prisco and Baselli join me each Monday at 4 o'clock on 1010XL AM Radio in Jacksonville, at Jaguars on social channels, and Jaguars.com. The Jaguars have had plenty of changes to the defensive line room the last few weeks, of course. One of the newest additions in there is veteran defensive tackle Timmy Jernigan, who the Jaguars hope can be a force inside. But what are his plans in this Jaguars defense? Whatever the team needs, you know, if it's, you know, they need me to come in and, you know, be a heavy run guy, you know, uh, I can make that happen. I can do that. You know, if they need me to get to the quarterback, I feel like I got the ability to do both. You know what I mean? All I need to really do is just prove to to, to everyone that I'm ready for that. You know, uh, that's the biggest thing. I got to prove my point here within the next three weeks that, you know, uh, I'm ready for the task and I, and I think I can do it. Tuesday was tight end day in media availability. Earlier in the week, the team announced that second-year tight end Josh Oliver fractured a bone in his foot, requiring surgery. He was later placed on season-ending injured reserve. His position coach, Ron Middleton, explained how he will try to keep Oliver focused after another injury. It is just trying to keep his spirits up. You know, obviously, what's a crushing blow? Yeah, yeah. It's You know, you really, really feel bad. For the kid, you know, you're talking about a, a um, just an outstanding person, first and foremost, just an outstanding person, um, tries to do things the right way, um, comes to work, um, don't say a lot. You know, he, he's not flamboyant or, or anything like that. Just a just a great spirit. The kid has a great spirit and um, he has he has a lot of talent. And I feel so bad for him that he hasn't been able to um, to showcase that talent. Um, man, the, the, the few practices we had, um, before he got hurt this year, um, you, you really, you really saw some things, you know, if you, if you go and look at some of the tape, um, some of the things he was doing, I, 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 I was so excited for the kid and, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just as disappointed. I talked with him the other day after it happened. I said, Hey man, you know, you can only control the things you can control. I said, you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. You just have to deal with, um, with every day. And, um, 
you know, one thing I do know that um, cream rises to the top, although turds do float, okay? But this kid is going to be okay. You know, he's he's got talent, and, and, and he's um, he's a good person. And um, usually good things happen to good people. So We can always count on Ron Middleton for an outstanding quote. Of course, the Oliver loss puts even more of the spotlight on newly acquired veteran free agent Tyler Eifert. Not only will he get a lot more focus in the offense, most likely, but he's helping to teach that offense to the rest of the tight ends. I really like our tight end room. You know, it's unfortunate what happened to Josh, but having James, uh, Charles in there and the, and the two young guys, everybody can play. And uh, having Coach Mid is a guy that's played in, played the game and, uh, you know, he can relate to some of the things that we're going through and he has a good way of explaining things to us. So, you know, I like, I like the way uh, the tight end room is going. And uh, it is interesting for me. And now I'm the older guy and I've been in this offense before and it's new to everybody else. So, uh, yeah, I do. I do get some questions about the way things are, you know, just little things here and there about different plays and techniques and things like that. We move from the tight end room outside to wide receiver now. And being out at camp the first few days, we've had our first in-person look at some of the new faces in that room. And the first time LaVisca Chenault Jr. walks by, you realize quickly what the hype was about. He's six foot one, 227 pounds, and strong as can be, really well built. He's impressed the coaching staff so far as well. And on Jags Drive Time Wednesday morning, Ashlyn Sullivan, Brian Sexton, and John Ozier explained the praise he's received so far. It's easy to see, especially with wide receivers in a time like this, those guys outshine someone like an offensive lineman. But, John, it was interesting. I had the chance to catch up with LaVisca Chenault Jr. for an interview that's going to air in All Access, the first show on Thursday. And I was telling him about how head coach Keenan McCardell has compared him to Anquan Bolden and all of these other guys and all this high praise. And he said, yeah, that's great. I appreciate that. But I haven't even played a game yet, so let's slow it down. And that was interesting that he humbled everyone else. Are we praising this guy too fast, you think? Well. It's all we have to do right. So I get that we're doing it. He has the body type. He has all the things to get excited about. And frankly, with wide receivers around here, except for a very brief time with Justin Blackman, there hasn't been a young guy to really dazzle. So I don't know that Jaguars fans know what this looks like. Uh, If he's what he looks like, Brian, I can't imagine the impact he's going to make. He could change the offense. I'm, I always hesitate to go immediate impact with wide receiver, but maybe this guy is a guy who can do it. Ashlyn, the answer I have for your question is no, absolutely not, because our expectation for this guy, and I think everyone's expectation for this guy, is real. He, as John just said, is an impact player. When I look at him, and it's not just the hair, I look at the body style and the way he plays, he, he looks just like Larry Fitzgerald to me. Now, that's really high praise. We're talking about one of the all-time greats. But I'm talking about the style of play, the physical side, the way he moves with the ball after the catch, how comfortable he is in the middle of the field, running almost every route. No, I don't think they're giving him too much praise because I think the kid is going to be an absolute star. I watched him at Colorado. In fact, if he had come out after his second season at Colorado, he would have been a top-five pick. There were some people that thought he was that good. So. I don't think you're giving him too much praise at this point. Jags drive time airs Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday mornings on at Jaguars social channels and Jaguars.com. 
When we return, GM Dave Caldwell shuts down trade rumors. Head coach Doug Marone gives us a report on the first-round draft picks this year. And Ben McAdoo explains his relationship with Jay Gruden. All that after this. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is here to help you keep your money working hard, week in and week out. Open a yield pledge checking or money market account today and start scoring some of the most competitive rates in the country. To see how we can fit into your financial game plan, visit a financial center near you or find us online at TIAABank.com slash Jags. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. Football is back and you can be at the bank. The Jaguars are taking every precaution to keep you safe so we can be Duve all this fall. For more information, call 633-2000 or visit jaguars.com and lock in your tickets today. NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks made his regular Jaguars broadcast debut Wednesday on Jaguars Happy Hour, and there are plenty of questions this training camp around the Jaguars offense. They have a new offensive coordinator, a second-year quarterback, of course, but what, Bucky, is this offense going to look like? Some young playmakers around him, or are they going to pound the rock with Leonard Fournette in a contract year? Bucky, what's your gut on what this thing's going to look like at the start? You know, my my gut would normally say, hey, let's lean on the running back because if you have a, a veteran running back that you can lean on, it makes the game easier for everybody else. But when you look at what Jay Gruden does schematically and how Garner Minshew's plays, it's kind of like a marriage made in heaven. Quick rhythm passer running a West Coast offense that gets the ball out to the playmakers. You look at the playmakers that are on the outside, DJ Chark, D.D. Westbrook, LaVisca Chenault. There are a lot of weapons that can make plays. And then don't underestimate the impact of Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson could be a critical factor out the backfield as a wide receiver. And oh, by the way, Leonard Fournette also called the ball well out the backfield. I think it may still be pass-centric with Leonard Fournette still having a heavy workload as a runner. Bucky Brooks joins us each Wednesday on Jaguars Happy Hour at 4 o'clock and will also contribute with Jaguars radio postgame coverage and Jaguars.com written content. We stay on the offensive side of the ball, but we'll head now into the quarterback room. And there's another new face around TIAA Bank Field this year. It's quarterback's coach, Ben McAdoo. He joined the Jags coaching staff this offseason, and he spent the last couple years out of football after being fired as head coach of the New York Giants. He's now working under former Washington head coach, Jay Gruden, now the offensive coordinator here. Once division rivals, they're now on the same staff. And McAdoo explained their relationship Friday. Yeah, I knew Jay. I didn't know him very well. Uh, you know, we we bat- had our battles up there in the NFC East, um, but I've always admired his work from afar. The system's good, and just, uh, you know, diving into it, uh, it's really good, and I'm excited to be in it. You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm uh, grateful for the opportunity. When you sit out a couple years, you have the chance to sit back and reflect, and I'm just trying to be the, you know, the assistant I wanted to uh, you know, my guys to be for me in New York. I'm trying to do that for for uh, Coach Marone and uh, try to make uh, Jay's vision come alive here, uh, helping Gardner and Jay kind of be the bridge there and uh, help Jay's vision come alive. So, so far, it's uh, it's been outstanding. The full Ben McAdoo video conference available on Jaguars.com. 
Sirius XM NFL Radio held their annual Jaguars camp visit this week, at least virtually this year. And on Wednesday, reports surfaced that the Jags were close to a trade of Unique Ngakwe. But on Thursday, GM Dave Caldwell told Sirius XM hosts Alex Marvez and Charles Davis what he thought of those reports. The unsubstantiated report really kind of caught me off guard, too. So I don't know where it came from or who it came from, but... Uh, if he's being traded, I wish somebody would let me know. Um, so, you know, obviously we've had discussions with teams, but there's, uh, as of uh, one o'clock today, uh, there that report was pretty erroneous. And I guess there's a couple others that followed up on that. So I don't know the person uh, that tweeted that, but um, obviously he didn't uh, pay very close attention to detail. Um, you know, obviously we're working with uh, the the player and his agents his new agents, and uh, trying to come to a good resolution for everybody. So status quo for Unique Ngakwe and the Jags at the moment. Earlier in this podcast, you heard a discussion about the rookie wide receiver, second-round pick LaVisca Chenault Jr. But how about the first-round pick, C.J. Henderson and Caleb Chason? I asked the head coach about them on the Doug Marone Show Thursday night, and he provided an update, in fact, on the entire draft class. A lot of people, obviously, are excited about these first-round draft picks. C.J. Henderson, the outside corner from Florida, Caleb and Chason, the defensive end and linebacker from LSU, and two different early parts of camp for these guys, Coach. Henderson's been out there and has looked pretty good most of the time. He was not practicing today. Uh, first off, when do you expect him back? What have you seen out of him so far? And second, Chason finally working his way back on the field. That's a good sign for the defense as well. Yeah, CJ's been everything that we thought. Uh, you know, he's been on his field. He's been competing. Um, you can see the athleticism in him. Um, you know, he's big. He's um, got good hands. He's got good speed. So, you know, uh, everything that we've seen out of him so far, we're excited with. And, again, it's just uh, uh, just an illness, and he'll be back, uh, you know, whenever he's starting to feel better. I mean, he's, he's, he's been putting in the extra work. He's done all the extra time. Uh, probably put in as much work, if not more, than anyone uh, that's on this team. So that's a, a great start for him. I think that uh, Calevon, obviously, you know, he, he started off and, um, you know, started out and then, and then we had to back off a little bit. But now he's on the field and now he looks great. He's comfortable, he's excited. So we're really going to see him progress here in the next couple of days. I think that there's a lot of things that we can do with him. Um, he looks good, but. Again, we're just trying to get him settled in. We're trying to get him to play, um, you know, where we think we're going to be able to get a lot out of him. Where, um, so we're, we're very happy with where he is. Um, and the rest of those guys have done a good job. I mean, really all the picks all the way down, you know, um, have, have done a nice job in it. Ben Barsh has looked good. Um, you know, obviously, uh, LaVisca's done well. Colin Thomas has done well. Daniel Thomas has done, you know, so – um, we're, we're happy with where those guys are right now. Now it's just a matter of, you know, like I said before, it's still early. Not one of those guys that, that, that would get, you know, overly excited because we really haven't started to play for all the things that, you know, we mentioned earlier in the show. But um, every everything that, that we've seen, uh, the indications are obviously all, it, all, the check, all, all, the, all the boxes are checked of what you want. There's nothing that I would say, Ooh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be very difficult for this guy. I think all these guys have a, a great opportunity to, one, uh, produce and help us win, uh, and, or two, you know, make this team, you know, and eventually somewhere down the road do that. So um, Vaughn Hamilton's starting to come on. You see, like, 
you know, there's certain positions that early on kind of kind of try to get used to a little bit and um, we're used to the play or used to the speed or the physicality, whatever you want to say. So the guys that are closer to the line of scrimmage, um, I believe, takes a, takes a little bit of time to just get a feel. So those guys that are playing close to the line of scrimmage are really starting to do some good things. The Doug Marone Show airs Thursdays at 5 o'clock on the Jaguars Radio Network. We've got a busy weekend and week ahead at training camp after 18 players were held out of practice Friday for maintenance. They're expected back on the field Saturday for what could be the most physical practice yet in 2020 training camp. Catch all the Jaguars news, video, and audio on the official team website, jaguars.com. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. And we'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank.